big rocks and all that sort of thing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the uh, newest episode of the Mick Wall podcast. The latest as, as and the greatest. The latest and the greatest with my very good friend. And His oldest friend. My only friend, friend. My only friend. And even there. that's tenuous. <laughs> um, it's, uh, we're going to do a special Dead Rock Stars episode today. Oh, are we? Following the uh, very sad passing last week of mr jeff beck who who john uh professed not to have any knowledge of no i didn't well you phoned me up and you said let's do a a special yeah and you said you know under my old you said i said i'm reviving my old imprint dead rock stars (laughs) is that your phone christ almighty if you get a 21st century phone they come with a, a mute you know um yeah, you said, and I thought, well, you know, I first thing I said was I don't think Jeff Beck's heavy metal, which I don't think he is. Oh well, we'll discuss. We'll that. discuss that. And then I thought, you know, well, what do I know about him? I thought not. For, I mean, Nothing. I know who he is. I know what he looks like. Do you? I know that, um, you know, essentially Nigel Tufnell. Yeah, his basically, whole, his look and voice <laughs> are very much based on Jeff Beck. Well, Jeff Beck's look was widely imitated long before Tufnell, for instance. Cozy Powell, who was in the Jeff Beck group, right? His, do you remember how Cozy? See, Cozy Powell was heavy metal. I'm not denying but that. But he he uh, had complete worshipped Jeff Beck. And Did he, he had the Jeff Beck look? But Jeff Beck had this sort of hair. I mean, I'm not being disrespectful here. We're here to do, say we're going to say he's great. Don't worry about it. He had, this, he had the <laughs> he had the sort of hair that looks like a wig because it's yes. very slightly yes. sticking up a bit before it goes down. Yes, and that always makes you look like you've got a wig on. Well, it does now, but back yeah. in the late '60s and early '70s, it just made you look like a, a geezer. Yeah, because they didn't know how to cut men's hair. Then. <laughs> so. It's it's funny actually because I remember we used to go to as a child, you know, when, when Beck first had his hit with "Hi Ho Silver Lining," I was yeah. like ten, yeah, and we used to go to this barber shop in South Ealing Road, and they'd have pictures in the window of like Jeff Hurst, yeah, and and and, and Bobby uh, Charlton, no, not Bobby Charlton, no, <laughs> Georgie Best, Georgie, exactly, yeah, and he was Italian guy. He said, "Hey, you want a Jeff Hurst?" You look like uh, you need a Jeff Hurst. I'm going. No, I don't want a Jeff Hurst. <laughs> like Jeff Hurst. I want a Jeff Beck. And he go, and he say, "All right, put this wig on." Well, Cozy ended up in that look for the rest of his life. Yeah. Ronnie Wood and Rod Stewart. If you look at the pictures, so I've got of to say, those the, days, most people who've had that haircut, they are very dedicated to it. They are. They, they love don't it, change. Don't they? No. I mean, you say Cozy Powell didn't change. Jeff Beck didn't change. No. No. And if you and, and really Ronnie, Ronnie Wood. Wood and Rod Stewart, that was entirely a Beck haircut, except Rod got it to stand up yeah, and then Rod's more was, and more yeah, and more. And then Rod sort of went well into the seventies bit, didn't he? He had this sort of boot boy look for a while. 
you know, where boot you, boy. Well, you, where you used to, they had the sort of tartan trousers down to about mid calf. Then you had a big pair of boots on. You're like thinking a, of the Bay City Rollers. No, yeah, that wasn't what, Rod Stewart. You, what you was that album it? he did? Which Atlantic Crossing? Oh, yeah. What was the cover? What was the cover? Oh, okay, yeah. See, yeah, okay, see, okay. you profess to know about these things, but you, again, well, that was once very again, you're wrong. That was a very heightened But I'm saying he took cartoon. That, but Rod sort of always took on a different look, didn't he? You're right. He, you know, when it came to the 80s, he had the big shoulder pads and the T-shirt, the yes. Miami Vice thing, yes, you know, he had yes. all that. So back to Jeff Beck. Yes. Um... Okay, the the heavy metal thing, uh, you know, we can argue forever. Um, one of the reasons I admired Jeff Beck was because he wasn't only heavy metal. But why he comes into that um, context is because of his own Surrey Delta beginnings. Yeah. You know, Clapton, Beck, Page. Yeah, I get all, all that. Came... But, I mean, Clapton never came into it either, did he? Well, he did in Cream. You see what I mean? No, I don't. No, no, very much so. No, very much so. In the dawn did. of time, in the I, dawn I of rock time. I remember leafing through Kerrang! in 1989, <laughs> seeing the big Cream feature. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that at all. Alongside the big Jeff Beck feature. Well, okay. I just ta- don't take remember it. From it. Me. I mean, t- tell me take if I'm wrong. From, yes, I you're think, wrong. I think it was more, you know, no, dangerous wrong. toys. And what? Dangerous Toys. What's that? Sport in a Woody. They're a band in the 1980s. You would no, no, air a Forget Smith. the 1980s. I'm talking about the 1960s, okay? <laughs> Cream were the first recognised power trio. Yes. From so. which came Hendrix and yeah. The Experience. Yeah. Uh, and from which came many I'm other not... things. But, 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 Clapton was a, a blues purist. And you saw after Cream, apart from Well, he was a blues Layla, purist till he got to the 1980s, and then he thought, no, bro, I think I'll be a stadium purist, because there's more money well, in that. It, well, in fairness, it, that had begun even before, because uh, after Cream came Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah, which I, lo- I loved that album, the Derek and the Dominoes album. But after that, he had his long smack period, and then he came back in 74 with a version of I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley. Yeah, because he'd been out in wherever it was recording. Miami, yeah, 461, 461 Ocean, Ocean Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. Um, so he, I'd like to record there. Why don't yeah, we do the podcast why we, there? Yeah, why don't next we week? Should, we should, should we just pod do from yeah. where are you recording? Well, I'm at four six one <laughs> Ocean Boulevard today. Shh, we can just pretend. No, I don't want to pretend. I want to. Oh, oh, all right, all no right, okay. good to me. I want to go to because right, didn't well. we talk about that before? Didn't someone else go what? and record there? What we we talked about doing the pod at four? No, six. no, no. Some there was a band that um, was it the many Eagles bands or recorded there. I'm thinking now of the Eagles because they yeah, they, they went there the because Beaches Clapton had been there. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, um, and it was it's on it's in the Keys, isn't it? It's in the sort of you know the bits of Miami that go out onto little islands and inlets and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So there. so Clapton in the days of Cream when Eric is God became graffiti. He was yeah. he was if you like the first kind of if you obvious will. guitar hero. Yeah. Hendrix comes along, blows them all out of the water. But Clapton left. Um, Clapton had started in the Yardbirds, and he left after For Your Love became a big hit because to him it was pop nonsense, and he was a blues purist. Um, 
For Your Love, written by Graham Goldman, later of 10CC. Um, so Clapton leaves. It's like sitting here with Pete Frame. And, and Beck comes in. Get on with it. Jeff Beck. Right, this is finally... it. I'm not getting on with it. This is it. Oh, okay. So Beck comes in, and immediately the Yardbirds go from being very pop, arty pop, yeah. to much more guitar-oriented. First single, Heart Full of Soul. Right. That has a great riff, and that is Beck. And you can hear that biting edge and all the rest of it. And then quite quickly, within a year or so, Jimmy Page joined. Yeah, and then, so, it, get, then it got good. Yes. So this yeah. is this is this is so. Of course, he's not heavy metal, but there's a Fenn diagram. There is some. You no, know, I completely get that. In seriousness, I get that. And all of the guitarists you mentioned, and all of the kind of heavy metal guitarists would say, "Oh, yeah, well, Jeff Beck's my major influence." They do because he's say very that. muso. You know, he's yeah, a, yeah. it's making yourself sound like it's like but he it's was like, a badass too. Though. It's like going, "Oh, I, you yeah, know, I love Radiohead. Radiohead are my." <laughs> It's specifically, <laughs> specifically all the albums no one likes. Yeah, that's my favourite. That's my favourite. I listen yeah. to that all the time. All, all, all the time. Yeah, yeah like I do. Steve What's Wilson. your favourite Kid A track? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to say all of them. There's that great bit in that. Are you a in fan, my mind, are you a fan it's of, um, all of them. I know you're a fan of John Niven's book, Kill Your Friends, which is a novel about... I, I've never read it. Have you? Oh, you, well, you should... Complete jealousy. You no, should, I'm not reading you should, it. Oh, honestly, it's no, very I'm funny. not fucking reading it. He's got it. this bit... Well, it's about... He uh, had a huge success where Paranoid, which came out long uh, before, died sorry. a commercial we're now, death. We now take a bitter, brief but I'm not commercial break for the bitterness interlude. The bitterness is always yeah. with me. Sorry, no, but kill your had, friends. Yeah, just, no, I yeah, read all about yeah. I didn't need to read the book. It's about A&R people. It's not a massive it's, amount listen, of press. It's not about you. It's about A&R people. But then yeah. I wrote Devil Music and every publisher mm. in London turned it down because they said the main character wasn't likeable enough. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Admittedly, you've got one there because there's Because this character. guy is despicable. Can, but, and you also but had, he has you also had Brett thing. Easton he, he, what was he called? Psycho Killer. What was he called? Patrick American Bateman. Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. Oh, he was likable. <laughs> I'm not bitter. No, I can tell. In those days, in those it. days, Robert, my agent, in those days, if it was bad news, yeah. he'd send a letter. Right. And if it was good news, he'd phone me. Yeah. Fuck me. I think now. they I still got do so that. many letters. They still do that. It's just emails now. Yeah, but this was a open the envelope. You know, yeah, the first two or three times open. I'm thinking, what's it going to be? Yeah, what's it going to be? A check? Hi, hi, Robert. I loved seeing you at the launch party for fucking kill your friends or something. No, that wasn't out yet. Um, uh, and, and thanks for sending me this. Unfortunately, I just find the main character too unlikable. Yeah. Fuck. But I hope to see you at. At, at yeah, Abigail's on, on your fucking pri- yeah, your cheese and private island party that we're all going to. Because <laughs> we're to all see you at Davos. Because we're all loaded. Yeah, yeah. and as for this scum with his disgusting tale Car- of characters. Yeah. yeah, all these characters. Yeah, they all want to do characters, don't they? That's- <laughs> So, yeah, so don't talk to me about yeah. David Niven. So anyway, the character your, in David Stroke John Niven. He has, he's an A&R man, but he, he sort of hates music and particularly hates indie bands, which is quite funny. <laughs> well, there's no uh, but, money but, in it. I know, but it's like ni- it's set in sort of 1997 or whatever, so the only music is indie bands, you know. And uh, so if ever anyone, when he's, he's taking bands out to dinner and trying to get them to sign, and they always go, oh, well, you know, what 
what track do you like? He always goes track three. That's because <laughs> you, you can never fail. If they go, oh, what what track on the demo did you like? Track three. It's because you went deep. Yeah. That means you did a deep dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was flicking yesterday uh, on the telly as I do, and I came across. I think it was episode nine, season one of The Sopranos. Now, I've never watched The Sopranos sequentially. No. You I don't just need to. You've lived it. it. You've lived it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to see it. But there's this bit where um, uh, Tony Soprano's nephew, what's he called? Which one? No, the young one. You know, the young one who becomes a junkie later on. And he was oh, in yeah, White yeah. Lotus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know the guy. That guy. Yeah. And his bird. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who's later turns up in Californication as the stripper. Does she? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because in The Sopranos, by the time you get to the end of the run, she gets killed. Because yeah, that's right. Adrian. 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 That's Adrian. In, in Californication, she's a stripper who dances to uh, uh, Still of the Night. <laughs> what? I must have missed that episode. I must have been passing <laughs> yeah. out at two in the morning. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch all of that again just you for that. Watch it again just yeah. to see that. Because she, she was. But no, she's great. She's she very good. Very yeah. good. Um, but anyway, so I'm flick flick. I, I've, I'm not in the story. I've just hit on this bit where, and I'm going. Because uh, what's his name in the the, the nephew? Tony? I can't think of his name. I want to call him Tony, but it's not. Tony, no, you know it? Tony Soprano. <laughs> I know Tony. Tony. Little Tony. It's like it's like the it's good, little good Tony. He's Tony and there's Tony. Tony. There's Tony. All their there's wives little are Tony. Marie. Big Tony. Marie. Here's Marie. There's Marie. Fat Marie. Yeah. Old Marie. So um, it's this clip of Adrienne has decided to, she's going to manage a band, and the nephew character is sitting. At, they're both sitting at a table in the club watching the band, and I don't know if he's an A and R. I assume something like that, but a very young. Um, that black comedian, Chris... Not Chris, Chris Rock. No, 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 no. The other one. The controversial one. I don't know. The one that Netflix got their knickers in a twist over because of a recent live special. Dave LaChapelle. Yes, him. That Chris, yeah. <laughs> He's sitting there looking Chris, very young. This is what we're dealing with. <laughs> There's a character in The Sopranos <laughs> whose name you can't remember. That's who's right. dealing with an actor whose name you can't remember. That's right. Who's now going to say something that you can't remember. No, no, I can remember because oh, okay. I just thought this is a great line, yeah. you know. So they're watching the band and they're kind of like, so so, what do you think? Uh, are you, is this your kind of music? And, and Chappelle's character goes, I like all kind of music that turns shit green. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's the correct attitude. It is. So anyway, Jeff Beck yeah. and Jimmy Page, Yeah, it's a brief... See, Jimmy knew how to turn shit green. He, now, he did. Yeah. See, that is one of the things, actually, I do like about Beck because Clapton figured out how to turn shit green pretty yeah. quick. Page was a wizard at it. Beck... Com- completely kind of booby-trapped his career at every turn. Uh, uh, so, consequentially, consequentially, uh, uh, made some terrible music, but also some really surprisingly good music. But Beck walks out of the Yardbirds, because this is kind of what he does. He'd walk out of his own groups eventually. And Page stays... And then they eventually become the new Yardbirds who become Led Zeppelin. Meanwhile, Beck and Paige, who were really good friends, even as school kids, um, 
goes in the studio with this guy, Rod Stewart, who's been kicking around for years, getting nowhere, but a great singer, uh, Ronnie Wood. I, mean, I think they're all in their early 20s. And the drummer was Mickey Waller, who ended up playing on all the Rod Stewart solo albums. But um, that first album, Truth, it's really... When I was doing the Zeppelin book, I was li- looking at Truth and looking at Zeppelin 1 because they, they didn't quite overlap. Truth came first, mm. but they were of the same moment. And, you know, you've got Page doing this acoustic, folky... Was it White Summer, Black Summer, whatever it was, on Zep 1? You've got Beck doing green sleeves on Truth. And you've got this vocalist extraordinaire that most people have never heard of. And you've got this really powerful rock sound at a time when... um, Things were done live in the studio. You had two channels to work on. Very primitive. A bit like this. Very like this, yeah. but powerful like yeah. this. Powerful like this. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so the purists will always say, well, Zep just ripped off truth. Not true. Not true. But they were... You wouldn't say that because Jimmy would phone you up. <laughs> and he'd have a little word with you. <laughs> He'd phone you up during match of the day. Oh, that's, that's when he that's story. when he likes to phone you. To annoy me. He just yeah. wait till match of the day starts and then he knows what he's gonna do. <laughs> it was his birthday, wasn't it, the other day I saw. Pagey. Oh yeah, how old he, is he? Old man. Yeah. yeah. So, just old I mean just yeah. old, that's all you need to say. Yeah. So uh Beck does this album, but Beck is also managed by Peter Grant. Yeah. And um where Page clearly has this idea for a kind of a super group, but heavy like Cream, heavy like Hendrix, heavy as the Who are starting to become. Beck, is, he kind of stumbles on it. And... Um... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It doesn't last. You know, he, he he goes to America. The album's a top 20 record. It goes gold, which was about as big as you could get in America in those days. Um, does a follow-up, Beckola. Same deal, top 20, gold in America. Nothing over here. But but in America, he becomes, you know, because the Yardbirds are super cool in America. You know, you talk to Aerosmith or anybody, they're like the Yardbirds mm. with Beck, you know. Um, but in Britain... Oh, and from Beckola, we should mention, came 
rice pudding. Oh yeah, you were talking about rice pudding before we before we came on the air. Because Coverdale, when the nineteen eighty seven album came out, <laughs> still of the night, still of the night, still of the night, still of the night. He was lucky. Kingdom Come were around, doing an even more flagrant version of Led Zeppelin. Well, they were hard on his heels, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but I'm every, including me when I interviewed him, was saying, see, you know, Lenny Zeppelin. Wolf had hair like Jeff Beck, the standing up hair. You see, they weren't into yeah. Zepp, they were into rice pudding. Rice pudding. Darling. So you, I'd say everybody was saying to cut, because I heard him say it to other people in interviews, you know, um, he probably said it to you, you know, what, Zeppelin, you're going I wouldn't Zeppelin. have said that to David. <laughs> Please, come on. Because you're too busy other... hanging with Tawny. Tawny, Tawny's just been shopping. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think she cares if Still of the Night sounds like a bit like Led Zeppelin? No, well, she Tawny's doesn't. like who? She, all Tawny says is, David's turned it green in a big way. <laughs> David turns shit green. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. In yeah, a big he, way. Certainly right now. Yeah. Um, and he would go, no, 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 not Zeppelin, no, no. That's that's uh, the influencer is actually rice pudding. And I'd go rice pudding. What's that? What's that? Yeah, Beck. I'm thinking, oh, okay. So I played you a little bit of it earlier, didn't I? Yeah, it didn't sound anything like it. No, I could see where Carl would say it. He's just throwing you off the scent. And also because it sounds a bit, no, it's a more obscure. Yeah, it's a different in, reference. Yes, yeah, I'm not at all copying it. Zeppelin. You wouldn't get it's it. It's rice and in that voice, rice pudding. Yeah, you Michael, yeah, yeah. Jonathan. You wouldn't get where I'm coming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, while this is going on in England, the albums are not hits at all. But Mickey Most, who was the producer, uh comes up with this jolly wheeze. And you should say Mickey Most was like the original Simon Cowell. He totally was. Because he was on TV as a sort of evil talent show judge. New Faces. The New Faces, yeah. In the 70s, after he'd sort of made his bones, because he'd worked with the animals and the small faces. No one cared about that on the New Faces. (laughs) I mean, they just thought New Faces. New Faces, is that like the small faces? (laughs) It was the small faces, then it was the faces. Rod Stewart and the faces. It was the faces, then it was Rod Stewart and the faces, now it's the New Faces. It's like the Seekers and the New Seekers. Or the Yardbirds and the New Yardbirds. Or the Spinal Tap. (laughs) We were... We were the originals, but there's already a band called The Originals, so we had to become become the new originals. (laughs) Oh, dear. And um, Hi-Ho Silver Lining, from memory, I think was written by a guy called Scott English. He he wrote loads of hits in the Brill Building. He wrote, remember that song, Old Brand... What's his name turned into Mandy? Oh, yeah. It started but, uh, yeah. at Brandy. That was You came and you gave uh, without taking. There's a chorus for you. It's a good chorus, that is. It, it's all great. You so need, all well, you so need is Spanky Jacket. Hi-ho, silver lining. Everywhere you go, oh, baby. I see the see sun that. is now shining. That, that's better than rice pudding. It, it, well, uh, quite so. But so Rod's up for singing it, and most says no, no. Jeff sings this one. Yeah, because Jeff's got <laughs> the thing is that the whole point of Hi Ho Silver Lining is you don't need to be a singer to sing it, as evidenced by the <laughs> amounts of times it's played on New Year's <laughs> Eve. And everyone, Aah! I used to go to a uh, fantastic establishment, a rock club in Camberley, 
Oh, well, that's where that, located, that's, that's the centre of located, the rock and roll universe friends, back in the 80s. Located, my friends, on the A30. <laughs> the highway to hell. Is it still it there? It is still there. It's still the there. The Agincourt is still there. It used to open every Saturday. And it was a rock club. It was like a sort of one of those places. You know when you go to, again, if you go to Florida, and they do those kind of weird jousting nights. <laughs> it's a bizarre thing. They think it's English in Florida. And you go to a night out and it's like, like they have a, a sort of mock jousting event and you get a you get a banquet. You know? It's ridiculous. And they hold them in these Does Richie sort Blackmore of mock turn tutor. up and Well, perform. he should do. I mean, if he needs a gig, get Green yourself down to Florida. So the Agincourt looked a bit like that. And it was, I mean, semi-full at best on a Saturday night. We used to go there as rock fans. But... And the big song, I've got to tell you the big songs at the end of the night, how the DJ would wrap it all up. How he'd roll. First of all, he'd play Hurry On Sundown by Hawkwind that sort of hippie one you just go oh, hurry kind of on sundown like see song. what tomorrow brings you play hurry up yeah. oh because it was a rock club yeah because right, right, right. it, it was like you know it was it just had this sort of hypnotic thing especially he, if you'd been on the stuff yeah then he'd <laughs> then he'd play a bit of ACDC just to get you going but then he'd play Don't Fear the Reaper oh the greatest cowbell song tedious no, he played the whole thing. Oh, for God's sake. Because you'd all be dancing around a big circle. Oh, would you? And then, yeah, then he'd what, finish. like hippies? And then when he wanted everyone to leave, <laughs> he'd play hi-ho silver <laughs> well, That t- was the end of the night. Well, ten years, spilling, I'm going to guess. Spilling back out onto the A30. Ten years or so before that, when I was I just sort of graduating from youth club discos yes. that ended at nine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your apple juice and your biscuit? Yeah. Yeah. Crisps and pop. Yeah, ready to rock. Crisps and pop, Here he mate. comes, Mick Wall, ready to rock, yeah. fully so formed. Hold that ties out here of he the comes. Pa- fully formed out of the packet, <laughs> Mick Wall. So that transition period between that and actually looking old enough to buy a pint in a yeah. pub pint or a disco. Tizer. So I'd start to go to discos, and um, <laughs> like, and I swear to God, like the a miniature John Travolta of Ealing, he suddenly oh no, started no going to discos. No, the, the only dancing the blokes would do would be on the slow songs, mm. and because I was blind as a bat and refused to wear my glasses, yeah. I'd be going to my mates. What's that bloke? Is she all right? <laughs> think of, yeah, way over the other side of the room. They're going, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah look, she's, great. she's looking at you. I went, yeah. Is she? Yeah. yeah, she fancies you. So then you have to do the slow walk over. Yeah. There. So I, would you do you want to dance? Because yeah. the dance just be holding on and going yeah. slowly in a circle. Yeah. And as I get closer and closer, I go, yeah, she's all right. She's all right. Ah, <laughs> the monster! By Too late. You couldn't back out by that. Too point. late. But anyway, um, at least, yeah, there would come a time every single night towards the end, maybe not the last song, because that would probably be a slow one. Yeah. But... The big crescendo would be hi ho silver lining, yeah, t- yeah. and when it came to the chorus, he, the DJ would cut the music, and the whole club would be going yeah. hi ho silver lining. It's a great song. It is. But, Jeff, the but line? Jeff Beck would be at home <laughs> with his head in his hands. Oh yeah, he going, never lived oh, it down. He hated this. Hate hated it. Never yeah. played it. No, which is such a shame. Do you want to see two hours of jazz rock followed by <laughs> high ho silver lining? I, I went to a gig, oh God, late 80s or something, early 90s, uh, and I may have had a very small sherry. Before you entered the building. Um, and I remember shouting that me and 
crusher probably didn't they? <laughs> hi I'm silver lining mm. Jeff yeah. Jeff Jeff hi I'm silver lining you can say get that fucking arsehole yeah. out of here you know but uh, opening line it's a great opening line don't know you're everywhere oh, and yeah, nowhere, nowhere baby. baby that's where you're at Something, 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 something in your hippie in your hippie hat. See that dates it a bit, doesn't it? No, it's timeless. It's a timeless yeah. classic. What, what? So, so, so he has this um, career in America where he's this star from the Yardbirds, who's now put out two albums and no singles. It's the new heavy. You're either albums or you're singles. You know. And in the UK, he's just known as this novelty hit single guy. Um, they were invited to do Woodstock. Uh, I think the first album was 68, second one 69. That's the year of Woodstock. And he just, they 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 didn't turn up. They just yeah. blew it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you say they blew it, but yeah, who, who, who else did Woodstock? Well, well, from... what, well, who else did Woodstock? Yeah. Well, let's see. The debut performance from Crosby, Stills and oh, Nash. Oh, wow. Well, they went on to sell millions. I mean, yeah, if you're They're a pretty stupid household. hippie. doesn't matter. Still a household name. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows Jimi Hendrix. That's the one everybody knows. Yeah. And who else did we Santana. <laughs> no, they, did, they were one of the highlights. No wonder everyone was stoned. They were one stoned. of the highlights. Yeah, of the, I, of the afternoon. they were, yeah. They Here were. comes Carlos doing bloop, bloop. No. Got a black magic woman. Yeah, and then he goes, beep. Bleep. Bleep. No, there were... Yeah. Deep. Lots of percussion. Wee. And my man, Greg Rolly on keyboards. Dun, 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 dun. Bleep. Carlos we're doing it was, now. was tripping. One of the Grateful Dead guys had given him this Owsley acid. Yeah. Because they were supposed to go on that night, and of course Woodstock was all fucked up. And they end up being shoved on in the middle of the day, and he's completely tripping. And uh, Greg Rolly told me this, and he was saying to Greg, "My guitar is a snake. It's yeah. a snake. I'm I'm wrestling with a snake." And they're going, oh, "Fucking hell! Fucking hell!" Anyway, the point is that. That was a completely classic moment, and had they I done know, it, I'm just saying. Had they done it, who knows what the course well, of rock history the, would yeah, have been? But had they done it, had they done? What about all the people that did do it that we never talk about? You don't think you can say that? You're saying oh, yeah, we it's talk like about them. you're saying it's like some sort I of alternative history. Who else? Who else? I just named it went you on for three bunch. days. You named four people. What, you want the whole bill? Well, tell me, tell bill. me someone who uh, I don't know that played at Woodstock. Grateful Dead. You've said them. Grateful Dead, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Jimi Hendrix and Santana. Carlos Santana. Well, how many Four. more do you need? Well, it was, went on for three days. Edgar Broughton. <laughs> he did it. Because we're all talking about him. That's right. Years later. You bet. <clears throat> Edgar. What's um, the best song on his album? Well, track, track three. three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shut up. Always the point is, is that Rod Stewart not fucking happy about not being given hi-ho silver lining to sing. And also Jeff just, you know, it's like we were talking earlier about when you've got to fill in forms for banks and people yeah. that you owe money to. He just couldn't be fucked with yeah. it all. So Rod gets a solo deal, then joins the faces. Beck carries on, but less successfully until um, he does the Blow by Blow album, which is where the jazz rock 
right. comes in. Yeah. But back in 73, jazz rock it was, was cool. cutting edge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not knocking it. No, I mean, now, it, it just, you know. But then, yeah, it had its moment, I'm sure. And um, and he'd also recorded with Stevie Wonder. You yeah. know, that Superstition was a co-write. Not heavy metal, I grant you, but pretty rocking. Yeah, something like exactly how it went, yeah. Just go, see what I mean, Stevie, yeah. see what I mean. Yeah. Stevie didn't didn't know. No. Um, <laughs> um, and Blow by Blow again becomes a big hit in America. Now, okay, here's some metal for you. Just before uh, Blow by Blow, he forms a power trio. Right. Beck, Bogart, oh, and, and Apici. Yeah, that's right. Who were from Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. It was good to get old Humphrey Bogart, though. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> what? Humphrey Bogart must have been knocking on a bit by that point. Well, I always thought it was Dirk. Oh, it could have been Dirk as well, couldn't it? Old Bogey out the front with his fag t- telling, you know, selling a story while Jeff's in the background. Dip, diddle, dip, dip, and Bogey's like, you see that girl over the side of the bar? <laughs> well, Dirk's going, Dirk's going, a beautiful blonde boy yeah. in Venice. Yeah. 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 That's a good that, band, that one. Was their album... I like that one. Was another gold record in America, fuck all over here or anywhere else. And, of course, it was pilloried because by the early 70s, this heavy rock thing is now, it's not cool anymore. It's not cutting edge. That's that's the sixties. Yeah. Um, the follow up to Blow by Blow was Wired, which sounds like it was recorded on a cassette. The sound is terrible, but on there you've got Lead Boots, which was his repost. take on Led Zeppelin. His yeah, repost. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And um, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Um. Ainsley Dunbar. But we will get to the look, forget all that. Let's get to the point. <laughs> yeah. Because all I what I sort of know about Jeff Beck, what I've seen subsequent, is your old friend, your your close personal friend Ross Halfin. <laughs> you would take photographs <laughs> of him. And he had this amazing house. He had like this house in Sussex or somewhere, but it was like a stately home, you know. So you keep saying this went gold and that went gold. He did. He he did turn a few things green, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. He certainly turned a few things green, and then he was into like rate, you know, hot rods and all that sort of yeah. thing. Race doing up his racing cars. What I heard then, back in the late nineties when classic rock started, I was trying to get an interview with him. With Jeff Beck. Yeah, and his manager, whose name I can't remember, but also managed uh, Tony Iommi. Right. That was my in. Yeah. Um. And he was like, what you've got to understand about Jeff is he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's not interested. He's yeah. told, I like that. He's like genuinely that, not interested. He said, look, he paid off the mortgage on his house years ago. He doesn't drink or do drugs. Yeah. He builds hot rods yeah. and he plays amazing guitar. And the rest, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but he could talk to me. Yeah, because I like... Rice pudding. I'm a big fan of that song. Yeah. I met him a couple of times impromptu. Yeah, but well, there was just nothing to showed up. Just showed up at his place or something. No, no. With your, usually with by your a gang. page. He was at a page uh, Christmas thing. Or oh, was he? Yeah. I don't fucking know. 
but he was he was you know he was the true kind of man in black even yeah. though he didn't really wear black yeah but look, what i want to get to this is the thing this is the weird thing mm. what was his last album and tour he toured just a few months ago yeah uh, with oh Supposed to be, yeah, someone. I can't remember. Someone well-known. Someone well-known. Yeah. yeah. More well-known than Jeff Beck. Yeah. Who? Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, this is weird. I mean, this is, isn't this weird? Johnny Depp has a rock and roll fantasy. You know, it's all parts of his rock and roll fantasy. fantasy. And he dresses up his little cosplay rings and all the rest and of it. Fucking weave. Gets a guitar and starts you know, messing a... I mean, he can't really play it, can he? I mean, no. He said that his wife, ex-wife cut all his fingers off, he said, <laughs> when he was in court. Yeah, it sounds like it, actually. Yeah. You know, he's not a tiny... He's what you'd call a he's rhythm not, player. He's not made... He's a second guitarist. Yeah, he's a backup. Certainly when Jeff Peck appears on the stage, uh, he's very much the second guitarist. In fact, I heard they didn't even plug him in for most of the show. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, he's not gone full Tony Amin, made himself some fingers out of washing up bottles. But That's he, what you do when you cut your fingers off. But here's the thing about Beck. He he just guested on so many... Yeah, I saw he, that. He, he, a lot of female singers, yeah. But also uh, Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi. That's Jeff that? Beck. That's him playing... <laughs> yeah, in the... In the yeah. You know, that, wherever that guitar Shut break is. down. Do you remember Ross used to call him Bog? Here comes Bog. <laughs> Who's Bog? Blaze of Glory. <laughs> um, he played a, a really fantastic guitar on the first Mick Jagger solo album, She's right. the Boss, right. which was really good. Yeah, really good. And then said. Jagger did a tour. Mick. Oh, Mick, it's really good. And then and Jagger did it. a tour and Beck wouldn't go. Right. So he got Joe Satriani yeah. as a poor substitute. Satriani. Did did it? It sounds remarkably like Beck when you do it like that. <laughs> no, 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 Santana. Santana. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, they do. You honestly well, I think Carlos, go and watch Jeff Santana. And... They wander out on the stage <laughs> and they don't want to go blow their nuts too early, so they go dip, dip, That's how they go, is yeah. it? Yeah, and then the whole thing starts, and then it's like Does a it? and then fifteen it... hour guitar solo. Yeah. yeah, like that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so know, Johnny like he... Depp, yeah, so Johnny Depp, go on. So he won't go and tour with Jagger, even though that's going to be the easiest job in the world. He had a he did a single back with Rod Stewart in the eighties, "People Get Ready," which was a huge hit, and he just never kind of made anything of it. And my, one of my favourite stories is in nineteen seventy three at the famous. So you're, you're going back like, in time, yeah, because this is his story, okay. famous story that is my favourite. David Bowie's final, final concert at the Hammersmith Odeon where he announces his retirement. The encore, um, first encore is the Gene Genie. Right. And Beck is there. And Beck is Mick Ronson's idol, blah, blah, blah. So they persuade, uh, well, I'm sure he didn't take that much yeah. persuading, but Beck comes on. Bowie's the hottest thing in the world at that point. Beck comes on and plays the Gene Genie with them, including, you know, a guitar piece. And um, they were filming it for that movie. Now the movie didn't come out for another ten years or something, but at the time it was gonna—it was always about to come out. Mm. And they said the sticking point was that Jeff Beck wouldn't allow the bit he did to uh, be in the movie. Yeah. And when they asked him why, because he's like spoiling it, we want to see, want to see yeah. David's final concert. 
and you won't. And he said, um, I saw the footage. I didn't like my shoes. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah. you want my opinion? I have nothing. I have no concrete evidence to back this up. But he obviously wasn't being offered enough money. You want me in your movie? Yeah. Cough up. Yeah. So he just went, I didn't like my shoes. Yeah. I love that. Unless he had put the wrong shoes on or something. <laughs> well, Were there any such things as the wrong wrong, shoes in 1973? I mean, according to you, Rod Stewart was a boot boy. Yeah, he was, yeah. Atlantic Crossing. Even Elton had boots. He did. Elton did it as well. There you go, you see. They all did did it it. as well. Which is what I said. (laughs) And you sort of poo-pooed this for some reason. No, no, no. But anyway, Johnny Depp. So So why does he go off with Johnny Depp, you know? Money, fun, something to do. Yeah. I mean, Johnny rang me, you know, yeah. and I said, fuck off, Johnny. Yeah. I'm too busy with the other Johnny. Because Johnny, Johnny Depp, it now strikes me that Johnny Depp had based his whole act around being a bit like Keith Richards, didn't he? His whole thing yeah, on, the, yeah, on the films yeah, and so on. Yeah. But Johnny Depp, he's a bit like Keith Richards. Yeah. Do you know what I think it is? Is because Johnny Depp and Joe Perry got really, really friendly. And right. they're in the Hollywood vampires, weren't they? Um, and who does Joe Perry worship as a guitar player? Jeff Beck. And Paige, I'm sure. But yeah. Beck, yeah. Everybody just, he was just, for them, the coolest, you know, yeah. because he never sold out. Kept trying, but he couldn't quite. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't quite turn it green. Turn shit green. Yeah. Yeah, that's our new podcast. T-shirt, yeah. We, we finally ever get around. Yeah, turn shit green. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good T-shirt. I like all kind of music that turns shit green. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in conclusion, <laughs> yes. What do you want me to say? So it's interesting though that for you, it, there well, was it no, just, no, he's yeah, resonance whatsoever. Not that I mean, I know who he is and all of those sort of things. I mean, I suppose, yeah, I don't know. Just that music didn't really grab me. I, at, um, I've just remembered one other fo- funny moment, more recent. When Zeppelin did the O2 in 2007, you know, the big... Yeah. And everybody's there from Jeremy Clarkson to Naomi yeah. Campbell and, yeah, you know. Um, all the rockers were there. So Anyone you could name was there. And I'm at the bar, and there's Joe Elliott talking to Jeff Beck. Ah. And me going, yeah. Oh, he's ignoring me. I better shut up. Um, no, no. Embrace. Man yeah, hugs. Yeah. Jeff, have you met the amazing Mick Wall? Oh, Mick, I've always wanted to meet you. That, uh, that could have yeah. gone like that. I didn't. But, <laughs> but um, I'm I'm literally paying not much attention. I'm trying to get a drink. And next thing, there's raised voices. Mm. And you remind me of Joe Elliott in this moment because I don't know what they were talking about, but they're having an argument now. And Elliott says to him, why don't you just fuck off and go and play some fucking jazz? Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> Yeah. Because you know what Beck had said? He said, I've got the fucking wrong shoes on, Joe. <laughs> I can't do it, man. <laughs> can't do it. Joe is literally like a pint in each yeah. hand, big Yorkshireman. He's like, yeah. well, why don't you fuck off and go and play some of that fucking jazz? Yeah. And Jeff Betts just standing <laughs> in a big pair of clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
it always looks strange uh, in his solo shows, like in the sort of, say the last ten years or so, where he would always wear the same outfit that he'd worn since the sixties, essentially, yeah. like no sleeve. Yeah, t-shirt. but that's the thing. That's that's the thing, isn't it? They all do that, don't they? But but he'd bring on guests, and they'd yeah. be dressed like that. That that it was forty years yeah. later, you know. But he he just made no. Yeah, there was no meeting of. No concessions no, made at all. No. You know, and I think that's that's part of his allure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Now, I want you to go home later yeah. and I want you to get I want you to listen to Rice Pudding. Rice pudding. Yeah. Because there is the beginnings of heavy metal. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. And on that bombshell. <laughs> How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs> 